welcome back after our time of worship. We are about to enter the final chapter of Joshua that we're looking at this summer and the Gads are going to take us and from what I understand, we're going to storm the walls of Jericho. We did it! We've done the summer series! We've done the summer Woo! series! <laughs> yeah! So, our Finally, final chapter of of Jericho. This is Joshua. Oh, hey. Joshua was the leader of the Israelites who God used to bring his people to the promised land. Yeah, let's do this. When God told Joshua it was time to take the promised land, Joshua sent spies into the city of Jericho. While those spies were in Jericho, they were protected by a woman named Rahab. The spies promised to spare Rahab and her family when they took back the land. Yay! And she hung a scarlet cord from her window to remind them of their promise. See you soon! Now the Israelites had crossed the Jordan and were camped near the town of Jericho. Hey, hello! One day, Joshua looked up, huh? and there was a man standing before him. Hello. The man said, I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Joshua asked what the man wanted to tell him, and the Lord said he wanted Joshua to take the city of Jericho, All right. but that Joshua needed to follow his instructions exactly. You got it. Jericho was shut for fear of the Israelites. No one came out and no one came in. So the Lord told Joshua to gather his soldiers. And march around the city for six days. The priests were to take the Ark of the Covenant and seven priests were to go in front of it, blowing a ram's horn. On the seventh day, they were to march around the city seven times and blow the horn. Then all the people of Israel were to give a great shout. And then the city walls would fall. Yeah, let's do it. So Joshua said, shout for the Lord has given you the city. And the people did shout. and the walls did fall. The Israelites overtook the city of Jericho as God had commanded. 
They remembered Rahab because of her faithfulness. Joshua was faithful in carrying out God's commands, and the Israelites took many other cities as God told them they would. For God will never fail to fulfill his promises. So the Israelites came to live in the land that God had promised Abraham, Isaac, Israel, Joseph, and Moses many years ago. So we're in the last part in our Joshua series that we've been looking at throughout the summer. So we've heard right from the beginning where Joshua sent his spies into Jericho and then we heard about how they crossed the Jordan and uh, then we heard about how they took 12 stones to remember what God had done and how he brought them through. And then last week Jeeves so helpfully talked about how um, they were waiting and how he met with the Lord. So today we're in Joshua 6. And I just want to read from verse 1 and 2. Now, the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. And this is a key point in the story. God's already gone ahead of them. Even though that city is heavily fortified, and you can see from this diagram here, you can see that the walls were around two metres thick, that they were around five metres high. The whole city was around six acres in size. It was massive. There was a ditch that was probably about eight metres wide, three metres deep in front of the walls as well. So in terms of a military stronghold, this was it. Jericho, very significant in this area, in this region of what would become Canaan, the promised land. So whether you went down south of Jerusalem, whether you went up north to Damascus, or whether you went further east into what is Syria or below into Jordan today, this whole area would become the promised land that God has given to Joshua and all those that have been spoken about that have gone before Joshua as well. So let's find out the instructions that the Lord gave to Joshua. He said, march around the city once with all the armed men. That's around 600,000 men in terms of the troop size in that day. Do this for six days. Make seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. Not yet, Samuel. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priest blowing the trumpet. Something like that, Samuel. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, make all the people, people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up, every man straight in. Okay, Samuel, do your thing. So there we have the instructions passed from the Lord to Joshua on how to take this city. And it would have been strange for uh, the warriors in those armies to hear the information on what to do, to not make any sound until the last day when the priests blow their trumpets. Because for them, they would have been used to aggression and taking a city by force. And that's what the people inside the city would have expected as well. They've heard the reputation 
of this army where God goes ahead of them with the Ark of the Covenant. And they can see the Ark going with the people round the city each day. And maybe it takes an hour to walk round six acres with all of those troops and the priests blowing. Maybe it takes longer, but certainly they would have been concerned. But for how many days? Day after day after day. What must the people have been thinking? Would they have been laughing? Would they have just thought, oh, it's not going to happen? And sometimes, I guess that's like that in our own lives, is that we follow something obediently, but then it doesn't happen. So do we lose heart, or do we keep with our obedience and keep trusting, keeping an element of faith, even though we don't see it happening? So what else do we know about Jericho? It was known at its time as being a centre of worship for the lunar deity Yarrick, and it was known as Moon City, and all kinds of wickedness went on to sort of sacrifice to this, this moon god. And that's one of the reasons why when God came to bring change, to bring his way in, that uh, a purification and cleansing of all that had gone before um, then would happen. And Rahab gets connected with the new. She knew of the wickedness in that city and she knew of God coming and what had been spoken about before and she's aligning herself with God. And so day one, they go round. Day two, they go round. Day three, they go round. Day four, they go round. Day five, they go round. Day six, they go round. Day seven, they go round. And they go round. And they go round and round and round and round and round. Seven times. And then a big blast happens. And it must have been a scary thing. It must have been such a, a, a fearful thing for those who were inside or outside as these massive walls collapsed and then all the army rushed in. And so they kept all the silver, gold, articles of bronze and iron because these are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. God says something very specific about doing things his way. So not to take all those precious things, even though they have this massive victory, again, keeping to his rules, keeping it righteous because he listens to a righteous man or woman. And doing things God's way means the miraculous happens. And so it would have been the story of the Israelites. Their children would have been told of this victory in this way. Same as with the, the crossing the Jordan as well. And their children will be told and then their children will be told as well. So generation after generation, learn of God's amazing greatness. You know, God doesn't do things to a formula. In this case, it was going around the city and then shouting and um, blasting on those goat's horns, which were used for religious or military purposes. And other times, you know, we read about Jesus. He would spit on the ground and make clay, put it on someone's eyes and they would be healed. Other times he wouldn't do that. He'd say to Lazarus, pick up your bed and walk and he will walk and he did it on sabbath as well and then got in trouble with the religious people another part of the bible we read in luke 19 verses 1 to 10 we read about when jesus went to jericho so this is in the future because jericho gets rebuilt through history and actually jesus is in jericho again and this is where he meets zacchaeus and zacchaeus is a tax collector and you know people look down on him because of that actually he goes to his house and he says salvation can come to you today because you believe in me and Zacchaeus's life was changed he became a generous man 
And I'll say that of myself, that in my life, because of the difference that God's made, that Jesus has made in my own life, that I'm different. Being filled with the Holy Spirit makes us different. We do things God's way because we're filled with his spirit. So his love, his joy, his peace, his goodness, his graciousness, his kindness, his self-control, all these things that make up our, not personality so much as, as our changes our hearts, it moulds our hearts. And if you want that today for yourself, then why don't you just pray with me right now and say, Jesus, I repent of all of the sin that I've done, all of the bad things that I've done. I want to change. I want to be different. Come and fill me with your spirit. Amen. Verse 22, Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, go into Rahab's house and bring her out and all who belong to her in accordance with your oath, your promise to her. So the young men who had done the spying went in and brought out Rahab, her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her. They brought out her entire family and put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. I love the part of the story where Rahab and her family and those people associated with her are saved. Um, it's such a story of grace. So she was the one that hit the spies and uh, made a deal with them about um, her family being rescued and they said you need to put a scarlet cord out of your window and that's what happened so when the walls came down um, and the Israelites were going in Joshua sent the original spies back to Rahab's house and of course she had the scarlet cord in the window and her and her family were saved and uh, in fact she became an Israelite and um, she was honoured for her faith and she's actually in the line of um, she's a Jesus is a direct descendant from her her part in the family. So she was living a life that wasn't right. She was, and there was nothing that she did that was good, but she was saved because of her faith in God in heaven above and on the earth below. And um, she'd heard the stories about what the God was doing in the Israelites and she believed. And then she put her faith into action. She gathered her friends and family and um, she, she was saved because of it and honoured for putting her faith into action. It says in Ephesians 2, it's by grace that we've been saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And it's not from yourselves, but it's a gift of God. And actually, she was, and it's, it's the same for us. We put our faith in what Jesus has done. It's not because of our good works, it's not because we've done more good things than bad things. But actually, it's because of the grace of God in sending Jesus that we have been rescued and we can have eternal life with him. You know, God speaks to us in many different ways, either through prophetic, through dreams, through his word when you're reading scripture. And there are things that it says in the Bible that will really strengthen you and encourage you as you trust in him. Things like in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, I have plans to prosper you and not harm you. Again, he goes ahead of us. Verse 27, so the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout the land. And as perhaps you have more influence in your life, as God blesses you, let it not be about your greatness that gets known. Let it be about God's greatness that gets known. If you want to know more about Joshua, maybe you do, um, or if you want to know more about knowing Jesus and the difference that he makes in your life, then send an email into the office and uh, I'll respond back to you. Email address is office at hopechurch7oaks.org. 
Also, kids, if you haven't seen the VeggieTales version of Josh and the Big Wall, it is absolutely fantastic. We're going to drop it into the playlist after this, uh, so enjoy it. 30 minutes of fun and songs and silliness. It's really great. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.